Welcome to the Retzel Health Law Hotspot. Health Law Hotspot is a podcast for physicians and health professionals that covers the legal issues and trends that affect the healthcare industry. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Health Law Hotspot. I'm Erica Adler, shareholder at Retzel and Andres and leader of our healthcare practice. Today, we're just going to do a brief podcast to talk about how physicians can safely exit their employment agreements. This is a question that comes up repeatedly, and I think it's worthwhile to go through the requirements again. First of all, when you are looking at a new job, make sure that you have secured something before you decide to give notice. This does not mean that you have to sign a new contract before you give notice. A lot of physicians are afraid to sign a new contract before they've given notice or even before their current employment has terminated. As long as you're not doing anything to hurt your current employer, like stealing patient lists, scheduling patients with your new practice, et cetera, there's nothing that prevents you from making necessary preparations to leave. So you can certainly start negotiating a new contract and you can even sign a contract, but it cannot take effect until your current employment obligations have ended. So that is the first step. Once you know you're ready to leave, look at the termination provision in your contract. How much notice is required? Make sure you're giving that required amount of notice. Sometimes there can be liquidated damages if you fail to provide adequate notice. And even if your contract does not say there's liquidated damages, your employer can pursue you for damages if you breach the contract by not providing notice. You'll also want to watch out for provisions that allow the employer to accelerate your termination date, even where you give proper notice. So for example, you might give proper 90 days notice, but there could be language saying that the employer may at any time accelerate the termination date and your employment would end. A lot of times, this will not include paying you for that entire compensation notice period. That's something we try and negotiate when you're signing a new contract. But unfortunately, if your employment is ending and you don't have that language in there, you may find yourself terminated without compensation or benefits. When you're giving your notice, make sure you also give it properly. It's great to send an email or talk to your supervisor, but every contract typically has a notice provision that tells you exactly how to give notice and where to send it. So you want to go ahead and make sure you're doing that in the correct manner or the clock does not start to run. Unfortunately, sometimes physicians give notice very casually, thinking that the clock is running, only to find out that it has not started. They need to restart the clock, and their new employer is expecting them to start on a certain date, which they can no longer satisfy. So once the notice is given, we also need to be aware of some other provisions in the contract that can be implicated by termination. First of all, Who is responsible for malpractice tail, if anyone? What kind of insurance were you maintaining? Does the reason for termination matter as to who pays for that tail? You wanna make sure that you're aware of this. No doubt your new contract requires a representation that you've at all times had insurance and that there won't be any gaps in coverage. So you'll need to make sure that this is being taken care of even either by you or your current employer. What about a non-compete? As of now, in most states, non-competes are still enforceable. So what is your non-compete? Does it apply to your new position? If so, you better make sure that you get a release or a carve-out from your employer, or you should think twice about taking that new position. 
also be aware of the confidentiality provisions, the non-solicitation provisions, as well as non-disparagement provisions, which can impact you as you move forward with your new role. Are there compensation terms that you need to be aware of? Some contracts provide that a final computation of a bonus is to be made as of the date of termination, in which case you're in luck and you should get final payments. However, sometimes bonuses or other payments are tied to working for a full quarter, a full year, or even being there when the bonus is going to be paid, even if you're there um, when it is the measurement period is completed. You need to figure out how you're going to be impacted based on your date of termination. Sometimes, if you're looking at your contract ahead of time, you can maneuver your end date so as not to lose any of those bonus amounts. Another thing to think about with compensation is, if you're on a productivity model, whether you're carrying a deficit. And if there is a deficit when you go to terminate, what does your contract say about that? Are you going to owe the money back? Is it going to be just taken out of a final paycheck? How much time do you have to pay it back if it needs to be paid back? These are all really important things to be aware of before you give your notice because there may be some planning involved. You may need to borrow money. You may even need to talk to your new employer about perhaps advancing you funds or giving you a bonus to cover those amounts. Finally, a lot of physicians take signing bonuses, relocation allowances, other types of loans, and a lot of times those require that you stay for a certain amount of time. Have you met that requirement? If you haven't, how much do you still owe? When does it need to be paid back? What interest was accrued? These are all questions that you need to be aware of. If you have not stayed long enough, or maybe you haven't been there very long at all, this amount can be quite significant. Some of it may come out of your final paycheck based on the language in your contract, but otherwise you may need to come up with that money and pay your employer back. Most contracts also allow the employer to seek legal remedies to collect that amount from you. So you wanna be aware well ahead of time of what those obligations may be. Another consideration is those physicians who may have taken recruitment money. It's really important that you have your recruitment contract reviewed by a lawyer. If you're leaving before all those amounts are forgiven, typically you will also owe back some of those amounts unless there are other conditions uh, that exist, such as you staying in the community, uh, et cetera. So as a side note, please make sure to talk to somebody if you have a recruitment agreement and you're leaving before the support period is up. So these are just some key issues to think about when you're leaving. There's obviously a lot of nuances. When physicians give notice, suddenly their employer may no longer provide the same amount of support. They may pull away staff and other types of uh, ancillary support that is received. They may no longer uh, schedule as many patients with the physician. So there's a lot of repercussions sometimes depending on uh, the particular contract. And those can impact compensation during a notice period, particularly if you're on productivity. That's something to really think about as well, not only when you give notice, but when you're entering into a contract that is based on pure productivity. The employer's response to termination is often very emotional. How long have you been there? Do they feel betrayed? What is the reason that you're giving for leaving? So often having a discussion with the employer that explains the reasons that you're leaving may resolve some of the emotion that can be behind the employer not treating and exiting employee that well. However, sometimes a physician is just leaving for more money 
for a better job, et cetera, in which case the employer emotions are just going to have to be dealt with by the physician on a case-by-case -case basis. Hopefully this is helpful. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. Again, this is Erica Adler, shareholder at Retzel and & Andrus, and this is the Health Law Hotspot. If you'd like to see more of our podcasts, you can go to ralaw.com. And I always welcome any questions or comments at eadler at ralaw.com. Thanks for joining me. The Retzel Health Law Hotspot is made available by the firm and its attorneys for educational purposes and to provide general information, not to provide specific legal advice. Use of the Retzel Health Law Hotspot does not create an attorney-client relationship between you and the firm or any of its attorneys. The Retzel Health Law Hotspot should not be used as a substitute for competent legal advice, and you should contact an attorney in your state about any legal needs or questions you may have.